Welcome to Conversations Across the Lake with Meg and Melissa, a podcast that dives deep below the surface of the self-help world. We are two friends here to create a community of unconditional self-acceptance and love. Join our fun, intuitive conversations as we get curious about the connections with others, and most importantly, the one we have with ourselves. Let's get vulnerable. Let's get vulnerable. Hi, Melissa. Hello, Meg. So nice to see you. See you in person. In person. In Chicago for the last time. For oh, a while. for the last time for a while, because soon we're going to be recording in Mexico. Yes, you are leaving <laughs> in just a few days. Yeah. That time of recording. Yeah. So we are here together. And we have a very special guest. We do. We've been so excited about this guest. Um, so Amy Blackburn Dreyer, welcome to our podcast. Thanks, guys. Hello. Hello, Hi, Amy. how are you? So good to have you. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm so thrilled to be on this and for you guys just to talk and, uh, and see. It's just I was excited about this. Don't judge me about drinking my McDonald's coffee. Oh. <laughs> I really I just have to say I've cut back on so much and I was telling um I was telling Jenny this weekend and like how much like my gut has like literally changed even from even though I haven't even I was like and I haven't even done the full program yet so I can't imagine like when huh. I go through it next year so well that's good good feedback for me because right now I'm trying to get people um just to try out the two sessions you know like because it will help down the road. Um, it you'll you'll feel some sort of a difference. So that's good. Yeah. That's good for yeah. me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, totally. I cannot say enough enough. And I even like my stomach is like honestly like the like the most it's not even about the looks, but it's never been like this flat. Oh. And I think it's just because of like there was so much inflammation that it's like the first time that it's like yeah, been ah, it, that I think it's yeah. looked like that. Oh, <laughs> it's so weird. So good. Yeah. <laughs> That's such so, good feedback. Thank you. Yay. No, we're so excited to, to have you. And um, I have been talking about you ever since we met, not that long ago, I would say, I like maybe yeah. less than six months ago, I would say, right? Oh, it's probably, I would say like three months. Yeah. It was right before I did the triathlon. Yeah. So yeah, it had to be in the summer. But yeah. even I have not, um, I've, I've worked with Amy. Um, I'm getting ready in the spring to do like actually one of, of her full program that she offers for gut health, I guess I should say. Um, but even just the, the little that we've worked together um, and, you know, just a couple sessions with you has like literally changed the way I eat, the way I feel. Um, so that's why I was like, we have to have Amy on the podcast because like, I literally feel not only my stomach feels better, but what really, really like prove, prove it to me was my nervous system. Mm. Like my nervous system is, I mean, you know how much anxiety I get and like struggle with, but it's just like a whole new level of being able to like really feel my body in a way that I feel like I never did before. Yeah. That's, that's the part of like gut health that I don't think people really understand there is truth to that gut brain connection um and i just somewhat very similar to you i actually alleviated my own anxiety uh drastically and i think there were other things in combination than just the gut program um but i definitely that was the biggest thing for me that changed was i really haven't experienced it since following through with healing the gut and just healthier lifestyle habits 
around the gut. So yeah, it's it's such a connection. And I think people are starting to understand that more. But um, yeah, I'm yeah. Excited. I mean, I definitely don't think it's a, a known fact that your gut is tied to your nervous system. I mean, it right. I mean, when you think yeah, those are hard because separate? I feel like sometimes I don't know what people outside of our world <laughs> what, like what do people know yes. and don't know like what's I don't know yeah, yeah I'm there, just that's totally true because I take it for granted <laughs> that some things that I think are just well everybody knows that they actually don't and I have to remember that um yeah and that something so little can be so helpful for somebody who's new to all of this and uh opening up their eyes to a whole different world um so I I totally get it Melissa so, Amy, can you share a little bit with our listeners and myself, because I have yet to work with you, I hope to, in the, in the near future, um, just tell us all a little bit about your story, how you got started. I'm assuming you have your own kind of issues that brought you to the place where you are now. So can you share a little yes. bit of that journey? Yeah. Um, well, I was coaching high-level elite gymnasts in Chicago, and I suddenly started like having sudden panic attacks. My hair was shedding tremendously to the point that I was actually looking up uh, hair extensions and whatnot. Oh, wow. It really wasn't that bad. I was yeah. just overthinking it. Um, but I was having panic attacks, extreme exhaustion, uh, what else? Sugar cravings like no other. But I think the worst of it was just the extreme panic attacks and the exhaustion. So I finally went to a doctor, and this was 11 years ago. Um, and in addition to that, I was running probably six days a week, and my job coaching was like seven hours a day, right? So I went to the doctor most concerned about anxiety, but he spent probably 10 minutes with me and chalked it up to here, take this prescription. I was so frustrated. I went home, I researched the prescription, and I was like, I am not taking that. Too many side effects. So that's when I decided to start taking health coaching courses, but I still didn't know it was my gut. Uh, and so back then, this was like 2011, I was eating so much sugar-free stuff. It was, if I look back at my diet that I thought was healthy, I was eating fat-free, sugar-free, mm. pretty much the diet to keep you thin, right? That was the mm -hmm. focus, keep me thin. Um, and I looked healthy from the outside. I was very fit for my age, very tiny for my age. And so people would have never thought, you know? Uh, so anyway, long story short, I took a probably about five years later, I discovered gluten sensitivity. Um, and so I furthered my education a little bit more. Uh, and then I was able to tie all of that finally in 2021. Going from 2011 to 2021, I was able to tie that into, I had leaky gut. And I think I had it since childhood, to be quite honest, considering the standard American diet and just the way my stomach, always in knots, always in pain. I hate it traveling for competition for work because I always had a worry. Am I gonna have basically what you might call a stomach attack? Can you explain what exactly is leaky gut? Like, I feel like I've heard of that, people have heard of it, what is it exactly? So leaky gut is basically your gut lining has, it. just think of it as like a protective outer circle. And what happens in the lining is you start to develop these little small holes. And over time, what may have been small gets larger, larger, larger. So now you have undigested food particles and you have protein molecules that are not meant to get into the bloodstream. 
going directly into your bloodstream and just causing major inflammation um, and a, an array. Of, this is where so many autoimmune issues mm -hmm. are happening. So because blood, it's traveling to the brain and every other organ in the body. So that is why healing your gut is often the first step in any healing journey because until you seal that, you're not going to be able to absorb nutrients, digest them, assimilate them, and, and use them. Um, no matter how healthy the food you're eating, you won't benefit because you're having these holes that are leaking and not allowing you to do that, um, and just the major inflammation. So it really affects everything. <laughs> it's so hard to say which one comes first, but uh, it, it's, it's a pretty big issue. What causes leaky gut? I was just going to ask, <laughs> what causes the holes and, and the, the lining go, go, it can grow back, like it yeah. can be repaired? Yes. Okay, so great news for all, <laughs> it can be repaired. It can be repaired with a very specific, and that's what I do. Um, so to get to the, that's the program that I have that, uh, that sets you up for success in that area. Um, but what, what causes it? There's so many things. Stress. Uh, it has been shown that over time, stress produces high levels of cortisol. And we talked about this in our session. So mm -hmm. many people have chronic stress. And that doesn't mean it's necessarily just mental and emotional. Digestive distress is also chronic. Lack of sleep is chronic stress. Um, so it's emotional, mental, and physical over-exercising, mm -hmm. under-exercising, overeating, under-eating. So what happens when you're in any form of stress is you produce more cortisol. And it's just been shown that cortisol can have a major impact on the gut lining when in excess. In addition to that, the standard American diet, all the processed high refined sugar, just starts in gluten uh, over time. The way that we process gluten here in America has been shown to just really get into the, and start to develop the little tiny holes. So there's just, there's many reasons. Is that why over time people develop a gluten sensitivity and it's like, oh, I can have bread for years and years and years and then all of a sudden it bothers me. Or even it's, like, or to also to that point, like when people say they can eat bread in like Europe, like yes. you can. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, there's no problem. Yeah, that's been shown. My friend actually went over and she was like, Amy, I could eat everything and I didn't have a single ounce of bloating because they don't use all the fertilizers and everything that we're using here. Um, and the soil is a big deal because they're not rotating crops as much and they're putting so much that the food that we're eating now is not the same as that that our grandparents and their grandparents, it's not the same quality. We are definitely getting less nutrients um, than, than back then because of all this. Uh, and because of monocropping, right? Yeah. That's when it's like you're, you're making one crop and you're growing it over and yep. over. I grew up in the Midwest, so it's like you are either a corn farmer or you're a soybean farmer, and that's the only crop that you have. But, I mean, it's shown... Um, like there's that documentary, the the biggest little farm. I don't know if you've seen no, it, but I it haven't. it talks all about like how our topsoil is literally destroyed, and our gen in our last two generations have destroyed it for in a way that it's never been before. However, it can be revitalized, but you have to use like holistic farming practices 
and you can't just be growing one plant over and over because it just strips yep. soil. Yeah. So, and the wow. problem is everything's about what can we do most at the cheapest cost, and at what effect now? It's it's affecting our health but it's also affecting our economy, right? In terms of like the amount of money that's going into healthcare. So it's hopefully, you know, I think people are becoming more educated that we should, I, I, I don't know, I kind of feel, I, I give it 10 years, <laughs> hopefully five, uh, but I even think back to 2011 when people used to turn their nose up to green smoothies, right? Now that's like the thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. a lot has changed very quickly, for yeah. sure. Honestly, if you ask me anything, I think everything's coming down to stress. And until you get that nervous system down to, you know, out of the sympathetic into what's called the parasympathetic, which is your calm, I, I just don't think we're going to see people healing 100%. Um, and this is not me and my theories. This is something I'm learning in my courses. But when we kind of have discussed, you know, kind of what my routine, you, what, how I live my life, I have seen just by focusing on reducing my stress level, I have seen a difference in myself uh, and my ability to be resilient and to handle life and stuff. It's just, so it takes time and it really takes helping people understand the importance and how to do that. Um, so putting, you know, leaky gut and all of that, it's, it needs to be addressed. But I think it's really getting, by addressing leaky gut, you will be reducing your stress level with that step alone. So it's pretty cool. So Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, um, a follow-up while we're just, like, on the leaky gut. So is that, like, the only issue, like, with gut health? Or are there other issues or is that like just the primary one i mean leaky gut is it it's kind of like it's a general term but what oh, okay but what okay. leaky gut is it's due to bacterial overgrowth fungi you could have parasites um you could have high level low levels of stomach acid which most people have low level very few have high level but they're confusing acid reflux with too much stomach acid which is possible but it's usually lower levels. Um, and so it's like, you get a little bit more specific what causes the leaky gut. So it goes so back to all what of you those, asked. all of those are types of leaky gut. Like that they are causes of it. So to get back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago, what causes. So it can be yeah. stress. It can be just foods that are just not meant to be eaten by our body. All those chemical created foods versus the foods that we're meant to have. Um, but also these viruses, pathogens, parasites that get into our system somehow, some way, and they, they kind of linger there. And until you really go in and what resolving the issue, weeding out the bad gut bacteria so you can then replant the good stuff. Uh, so, so it's either like an infection, food, stress, just depends on you as an individual, but so many things can over time, health is a snowball effect. So it's hard yeah. to say which came first, right? Uh, yeah. It's just over time and people don't really seek out help until they're really bad. And that's the unfortunate part. They wait until they're really feeling horrible and it's harder to recover. Um, and so then they get discouraged because it seems like such a journey. That's where I get to see them pretty much change in front of my eyes 
and go from somebody who's defeated to, you know, they can't believe how much better they feel. And that's such, it's so, it's so neat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, so what a, in, in one more question about leaky gut and gut health, how, what would you say if people are wondering if they might have leaky gut, what is the likelihood? Like, is there a percentage of people that have it? There, or? There's a common phrase, uh, in the wellness world, people in courses and stuff, it's not a matter of if you have it, it's how bad you have it. That is how common, uh, especially, I mean, if you grew up in America and you were an 80s kid, what is it, maybe the late 70s, 80s, 90s, and moving forward, I mean, we just, we grew up. We were the first generations of convenient processed foods, right? Wow, yeah. Wow. So all you listeners, you probably have oh. leaky gut. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. I, that's when I feel so bad is when I'm like, well, <laughs> I have people asking me questions. Well, I mean, there's so many people that I come into contact with that I'm just talking to on a daily basis. Not that I'm working with, but uh, I sit there and I try to refrain from going like, no, you have it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, to yeah. just like, well, you might have, you know, because I'm yeah just huge symptoms of SIBO especially which is small mm -hmm. intestinal bacterial overgrowth so many people I feel have that common it's it's so <laughs> common um, yeah and again it's affecting cortisol it's affecting weight gain so a lot of people just go I'm gaining weight why and it's like well if you look a little further um, it, it there's just so many there's little things but you can address all of them in a really good gut protocol without even knowing it, to be honest. <laughs> you don't even have to worry about the hows or the whys. It's just like, it's just so planned out that you're addressing so many little pieces along the way um, that, yeah, 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 it's really cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I can say even, so I'll just share my, my little story with Amy because I got introduced to Amy from, um, our friend, my, our mutual friend, yes. Jenny, who you used to coach with, yeah. um, who I love, but she also is a, my personal trainer. And so I was like, Jenny, I reached out, we, I was doing triathlon training. So working out a lot. And I was just like, what is going on, Jen? Like my stomach is still like really bloated. I'm doing lots of ab stuff. And you know, I was working out a ton, but nothing was feeling good. And I just like, I was not losing any weight in my, especially my stomach area. So she's like, no, actually, I don't think it's nutrition. I think you need to call my friend Amy. It's probably gut health. And so that's how I found you. And everything you're saying, like over-exercising, you know, just like what I was yeah. eating and the way I was eating it. Um, we're going to go into, a, I would love for you to just chat a little bit about some of the basics. But honestly, even just of the some of the things that you taught me that were so simple, yeah. like changed so much for me. And it's not like a matter of yo-yoing diets or because I've never been a diet girl. Like I just can't, I just can't do a diet. Like it just doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. I feel awful. I feel like anytime you give me boundaries, like I'm going to like buck and try to get out of that. So I don't like any of that yeah. stuff. So um, I like what your program because, and what you've taught me so far and granted, I haven't done your full program, which I think we can have a whole nother conversation <laughs> once I get through it. Yeah. Um, maybe we do it together. Oh, yeah, we can do it together. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I just from right now, this, the changes I made were really simple, simple enough that a lot of them I've got my husband to now do, even though there was some resisting, but I've got him 
doing a lot of them too. So um, they've just changed so much and they're really simple. And I I guess I just want to like say that to our listeners because it's not like you're going to have to revamp everything you know. I mean, if you're eating sugar every day, you probably already know that's a no-no anyway. But besides that, I mean, everything is totally like workable. So on that note, Melissa, (laughs) I just stole her line. Love it, love it. Um, Are there like you know, like just like a couple like bullet points that you could offer to the listeners without like giving, you know, not, I mean, obviously people need to sit down with you and really be diagnosed or some, or their wellness health coach to figure out what their exact issue is. But, you know, just some kind of basic tips that you could offer. I think like in that, those two sessions that I worked with you, um, it's basically just helping people take out inflammatory foods, I think is the first thing. And that, like I said, the standard American diet, if you follow that way of eating, you're eating a ton of gluten, a ton of sugar, a ton of dairy, and they're just known to, sugar, dairy, gluten, corn, soy, are GMO forms of, yeah, corn Mm -hmm. and soy are shown to just inflame. And so it's like just the little step of like this week, we're gonna try to reduce, not even take out, right? but just start reducing. And just by reducing, and most people tend to take it out for that week, Yeah. but they've noticed, like right there, you're setting your your inflammation set point lower right away. And so that's what I try to tell people. It's not as hard as you think. The process isn't hard. What's hard is people's resistance to change and what they perceive as being so difficult. And it's really, if you... And I think that's what makes the difference between working with somebody and trying to go solo, is that that one working with somebody can just break it down and make sense of it and say, no, 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 you're doing too much at once. Because I think so many people try to change everything at once. Uh, But really, like you said, it's just, let's try to do this, this, and this right now. Uh, and, And those little things, uh, such as taking out those allergens, uh, will help right away. Something as easy as starting your day with lemon water because it helps flush the system of built up toxins. But the cool thing is even the lactic, the acid that builds up in joints. Uh, So something like that, people never knew. So it can help reduce joint pain, just adding lemon water to your routine each morning. Um, And so that's what my two first two sessions before you dive into the work. Uh, it's just help reset the body and just start bringing it down uh, and, and starting to heal a little bit without supplements, without, you don't have to do these major changes exactly. It's just like nine action steps. <laughs> Let's do yeah. this, this, and I break it into two weeks just because yeah. it's easier to handle. But just let's try to do this, 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 and this this week. Um, but you're right, and those things can go with people for, it can make a huge change a year later, just those things. Yeah. And they're tools you can fall back on. Um, just a follow-up question for those. What I know, I know what are, can you explain what GMOs are? Genetically modified. Uh, basically it's lab created foods <laughs> in which, you know, they're taking something that was from nature and they're trying to, overall, they're trying to make it bigger, right? The bigger, because the bigger food is, the more we pay for it per pound. Yeah. And that is where the whole produce, um, even the animal industry, they're pumping them, just not just with the antibiotics and the hormones, but salt and water. So it's basically lab created food that was not intended 
for our bodies <laughs> um, with chemicals. You can, and so anything that would be GMO free will just say that, yeah. correct? Yeah. So when you're looking and shopping for food. Yes. To the best of your ability, right? Um, yeah. Especially now with the rise in food prices, it's hard. It's hard for yeah. people. Mm -hmm. So it's finding like, what can you get away with? The, and I think I sent you that worksheet, the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15. So it's like, when in doubt, just try to go organic with food that you're eating the outer covering. So like apples, pears, those kind of things. And if it has an outer covering that you don't eat, such as for the most part, lemons, you can put lemon zest in your smoothies because the lemon peel is actually really nutritious. Oh. Um, but it can be various acidic at the same time. But if you're not eating the outer covering, like an avocado, uh, what else cantaloupe would be one melon you know mm. then it's a little bit safer because okay. that covering kind of kept it from the pesticides so that's when if you're trying to find organic produce versus non-organic yes. if it has a thicker cover you're probably like less it's it's more okay for you to have something that's non-organic but look at the li look at the little codes if it's okay. three whatever however many numbers are out of that nine is organic four is conventional, three is GMO. So oh, pay attention okay. to that. And that's when you'll see these really weird concoctions possibly, or even a something that's just not, um, I'm trying Wait, to- Wait, so there's numbers on every produce? Yes. Do you know that? Like a barcode? Yes. Yep. So it'll yeah. say like anywhere from three to nine or nine one is to nine? organic. So anything that starts with a nine, organic. Oh. You're good. Um, four is just conventional, meaning they didn't combine stuff, but they're heavily sprayed. And this is, I just told somebody this the other day. I was like, you have to imagine it from this point. I saw a picture and like when they're fertilizing crops with substances that keep, that kill bugs from killing our food, right? But they're wearing these gas masks and these protective gear. So if they're having to protect themselves from the chemicals, why would we eat them? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know? And that's like the best visual to give somebody to when they're like, well, conventional is not that, you know, that's just a bunch. But at the same time, they're having to wear this stuff because they're being overexposed to such yeah, harmful products, right, that are causing cancer um, and whatnot. Wow. And it's all for how much, you know, produce more cost effective and all that. So yeah, so look, let's get back to your question. <laughs> Nine is organic, four is conventional, and then threes are those GMOs, okay. genetically modified. I didn't even know that. That is such a helpful tip, just I think when you're yeah. shopping, because I think that's what's also, it's so hard, and especially if you're on a budget or yeah. you're, you know, or you're just getting, it's so hard to find like organic food that is affordable. And I'm, I mean, I'm lucky we, I live in a big city, so I do find it's more affordable in a bigger location, but the more you remote, when every time I go to Melissa's and we want to buy organic, I'm literally spending like double what I yeah. would spend here. Right. Things are very, very it's, expensive. And, and yeah. she lives closer to farmland, which is what blows my mind. Cause I'm like, you are surrounded by crops and most of America yeah. that is in the Midwest or like they are surrounded by crops, but the organic produce is like 10 times more expensive or at least double. That's crazy. I never, I yeah. never knew that. So that's where I, I have to say Trader Joe's <laughs> yeah, is my go-to mm -hmm. and yeah, I have to do frozen 
because I yeah. tend to save money. So I do a ton of frozen vegetables. Um, and I even do frozen spinach from Trader Joe's. Organic. Yeah, you got me. You taught me that. Yeah. That's my favorite smoothie. Because if it's going to go in my smoothie, I don't care if it's fresh or not. Yeah. So I save mm-hmm. money there. Um, but I won't. That The one thing that's non-negotiable as much as I can control it is our greens. Uh, kale is the most highly pesticide out of all of them. Um Wow. And spinach, all of, you know, just be careful with all of them because the whole point of eating those is to detoxify, right? And to purify yeah. your blood, detoxify your system. Well, then you lose the value. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're just eating yeah. toxins. Yes. Yeah. Really? So kale is number one. Yeah. I did not. It's, I, I wonder if that has to do with like the kale trend too, because it's. So... I learned that like a year ago. So I, yeah. I better check my facts. But... Yeah. But either <laughs> so, way, the leafy yeah. greens are, yeah. it makes sense because they have no protection. I mean, they're yeah. literally, there's no, there's no like cover. Yeah. So just rule of thumb, just always remember the easy way. If you're going to eat the outer covering, go organic because you're, okay. you're ingesting the chemicals, you know, yeah. but if there's something that you're scooping out the inner, then your yeah. bananas are another example of clean 15 bananas, avocado, um, tomatoes would be dirty dozen, for example, because you're eating it. Right. Uh, and I think anything with a very thin, so even if you don't say you peel the, the apples, outside of the apple, it's still such a thin that it's still seeping through. You know what I mean? That it's still safer to to go organic, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That totally makes sense. That does make sense. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And also just that, you know, that if you, you know, those, those fruits that you could, you know, maybe just go conventional for and then save a little bit of money if if you need to. Yeah. That's Um, what I do. you do oh good to hear so you, you're not, not 100% organic not perfect no you know and even with like skincare and stuff like that I just do the best I can do you know because when I talk about stress being the main thing that I think is causing most disease um and, and in the school age IHP I'm in the middle of integrative health practitioner course another one and by Stephen Cabral and he calls it dis-ease it can always be rebalanced I just think you can't be perfect. And if you're going to, if you try to be so perfect and so this, you're going to end up just as ill. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just try to do the best that you can do with what you have while you, you know, and then maybe little by little, you start swapping out here and there. Um, But do I eat something that's inorganic, even on the dirty dozen at some point? Yes. At some point. You know, you have to throw your hands up in the air and you go, okay, this is just one, you know, I'll do better next time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know that your body can recover and, yeah. and come back from it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Because yeah. I think that's the point. It's like, if you're, if you're so stressed out from how you're eating or you feel like you can't, and it's also like, if you can't go to somebody's house or go have a meal somewhere without just like, that's not yes. doing you any good mm-hmm. either. No, no. And it's, it's just, you just do a little bit better. Um, but that's why I also do like, I do believe in seasonal detoxes, uh, which is the seven day detox by Dr. Cabral. It's great. It's probably, I've been doing it for four years now. Um, it's, I say it's easy because it's so step-by-step, but it's just kind of like your oil change each season to flush your system of toxic buildup because you're gonna have it, it's inevitable, right? So what can you do to prevent, you know, as much overload as possible 
with not getting so stressed out and telling people, oh, no, I won't eat that. Oh, yeah. no, I can't. You know, that's, that's not I a know. way of And life. it's not fun to be, and it's not fun to be on the other side of that either when your friend's like, oh, okay, yes. we're going to go out to dinner, and this girl can't eat yeah. anything. <laughs> Like, then you don't get invited yes. to dinner anymore. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's no. Yes, and so you don't want to be that person unless you're. Yeah, like obviously. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Occasionally, if you go out to dinner, it's not a bad thing just to tell them you you can only tolerate olive oil. Ask them, um, is there any way I could just because I'm allergic to? Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) You can do that from time to time. I've never done it, just so you know. No, I think it's it's um, definitely speak up. But that way you know you can kind of, you can live your life and and still. But at the same time, no need. And I've been telling people that more so lately. I was like, look, just relax. There have been so many people freaking out about taking supplements. Well, how much should I take? What should I do? My levels. And I've told a few just relax. <laughs> You're going to be okay. We've almost seen this shift of people who used to go like, I don't need supplements to, I need them. How much? How bad? You know, and I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's going from extreme to extreme. Um, and I, I'll just tell them, you're going to be more ill because you're stressing yeah, too much. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Yeah, and then no, I just feel like everything has become such a trend now. Like, I'm almost feeling like I'm like, moving into like the anti (laughs) like health and wellness space because it has just become out of control I feel like and so yes how do you manage like doing what you do manage the the trends of this industry and kind of weed out weed out all of them that's so funny so funny because I I have refused to try to become like the new trend on like Instagram. And I'm like, but that's not me. That's not because it's going to be dying yeah. the next day. And so I'm trying to figure out like, what's my authentic style. Um, and I do want to be seen as credible. Right. Uh, and not just trying. So I've avoided social media in that respect. I will still put up stuff trying to be informative, but avoiding making it just yeah. so cool. And I because a majority of people are I I don't know, I shouldn't say a majority because I don't really know, but they're probably just passing through. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. But they're not really taking in the Mm -hmm. content. Um, And so I don't know. That's a good question. I have to think about that. So I've never been asked that too, though. I mean, I guess the fads in you know, this is healthy for us. And then all of a sudden this changes and this is no longer, or one thing is maybe good for one person, but not so good for another person. So how do you sort of manage that? And I try to, because I mean, researching gut health is like, it's trendy. It's absolutely trendy right now. And you'll get this list of gut healthy foods. And I think we talked about this. Some of those gut healthy foods are not healthy for a person in a certain stage of health. Um, For example, probiotics. Probiotics are often not even introduced in my program until the third step. I think only one plan, which was H. pylori, is it introduced earlier, but we don't even introduce it to the third step because if you already have overgrowth, you don't need to add more of a probiotic, you know, bacteria to what's already overgrowing, whether it's healthy bacteria or not. Um, So that's an example of like trying to help people understand like or onions and garlic yeah they're great foods for your gut but not when you have SIBO <laughs> you know so I try to throw that stuff in 
when I'm having newsletters or blogs to, to say like, yes, there are gut healthy foods, but be careful. You know, you, you really need to understand the hows and the whys and the whens um, so that it's not coming across as trendy, I guess, but it's a little bit more science-based yeah. perhaps. Um, so just trying to do more, con like, I guess, I'm trying to write more blogs uh, and, and that kind of content versus, and making Instagram stuff a little shorter, you know, shorter. So basically you can't go on Instagram and figure out how to heal your gut. <laughs> the number <laughs> of people that I know who've diagnosed, well, surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah. But there are some great, like the, the doctors who are like established, like I love Dr. Mark Hyman. Um, he has great content. Stephen, Stephen Cabral, he's probably my favorite right now. Great content. You can learn so much in just like right in a speck of time, if that's the right phrase, that you could use. And it goes, oh, but still there's so much information that you have to figure out, you know. And so I see a lot of people cherry picking supplements constantly. Well, I read somewhere mm -hmm. that this supplement, and you're like, but you have to know the big picture, you know. That supplement's not going to really benefit you without maybe these three things together, right? It's, it's trying your best to come across, I guess, as somebody who's resourceful. And I'm still working on that. <laughs> still We're all a work in progress, right? It's an evolving progress, yeah. It's, it takes, you know, time to how to... I think the hardest part is messaging, to pe is, is being precise and to the point with your messaging. And I think that comes with experience because if you were to hear me five years ago, I worried too much about did I sound nice? Did I sound, yeah. <laughs> you know, do people, and now I'm having to learn like, no, what's my authentic style? And I've actually had to say, what was Amy as a gymnastics coach? Cause I didn't touch on this, but I spent 25 years as an elite gymnastics coach and I had results, but I had a style and I had a, I had a brand. There's no, I had a brand as a coach and I, it took me a long time to go like, well, if that brand is my style, it could probably work in health coaching too. And it's just taking me time to figure out that, that brand. And it, I think of like my Blackburn's my brand. So anybody, so that's why I kept the name because in the gymnastics world, Amy Blackburn had results and details and stuff. And so I was like, well, I gotta bring that to the health coaching world. But I, I, I think it took me 10 years <laughs> to figure that piece out. So to get back to kind of tying that all together, um, how to avoid the trends, I'm trying to go back to what made me successful as a coach for 20-something years up until May, and now how to bring that same style, and maybe it will just take time. And I'm in no rush. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I, I'm that. in no rush. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I, I want good people who I enjoy working with. Yeah, yeah. You know? So good. So uh, you you no longer coach. Gymnastics, no. I I stopped. It hasn't been that long. Uh, May 20th wow. was my last day um, doing that so that I could go in because I always knew, I don't know. They say you know you have a calling, mm -hmm. and I've always been fascinated with nutrition since I was 10 years old. And then I got a college degree in psychology. Well, I was going to be a nutrition 
nutrition major, took organic chem for one week, and it's like, <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> Things I look back and I say, I should have followed through. Well, you're doing um, it anyway now. Know. Yeah, so I think the path. So, and then I went into psychology because I always loved human behavior. And I read people all the time. And it's just like, I don't know. I think that's a talent. You have certain talents. And it just took me time. Life happens as it should. And I got to a place in the sport where I was just like, I'm not learn. I'm not changing anymore. Like, I've already experienced what I wanted to experience. And I'm at peace with it. So I decided, now I feel like I dove in and decided to give this new career everything I have because I haven't. So you can't be successful at something that you're only doing 25 to 50% of your best effort. So here we are. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Dove in. Yeah. Wow, so exciting. Such and a yeah. major life change. Yeah, and also inspiring because, I mean, that really is, it's, that's a theme on our podcast too, is like how do you give up that conventional life and yeah. that, you know, that it's steady scary. paycheck and then, you know, yeah. come to something that's, you know, you're all on your own. Fortunate enough that my husband, I mean, our paychecks are pretty equal. So it's still scary for us. But um, helping women heal their leaky gut is my way of helping them heal their lives. So that's why my website says trust your gut and get back to living. Mm-hmm. And why we chose that picture, because I took the risk last year to be free and to have freedom to be my own boss and freedom to uh, to reinvent myself to be quite honest and i've said to a lot of people recently we're in the middle of a women's revolution i feel so many women are ready to break out of what they thought they should be and should be doing and they're ready to go like but i think i want to do something different and i think i want to be something more and so we're seeing them but they don't know who or what. Or, so it's kind of like my way of helping. I want women to feel courageous and brave to say that this is what I want and this is who I, I feel I am. Not who I want to be necessarily, but who I am. But, I, but they have to get their health first to be able to have the energy, the motivation, the mindset, because change is hard and it takes a lot of perseverance it takes a lot of days where you you do wake up and you question, did I do the right thing? Am I, you know, or should I go back? And so you have to have that stamina <laughs> to get through those. So to, I, I kind of am, I think one day I'll end up being a life coach, but <laughs> ultimately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's kind of like what you guys are doing, where it's like my the first step to empowering women is to help them get their health. And when I talked earlier about, I've seen the tran- transformation, my most recent, like when she came to me, she's just looked exhausted. Midway through the program, each day I'd say, oh my gosh, you're glowing. You look and she'd be smiling. And this, she, and she said, you know, I didn't realize how depressed I was mm-hmm. until I started cleaning out. And she goes, actually today I went and did my nails and I've never done anything nice for myself in years, Amy. And Aww. that to me, Yes, but mm. so you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like healing the gut, that's just a piece of it, right? Yeah. But it's, at the end of the day, I think my true calling, and my gymnast would always say, you need to be a motivational speaker one day <laughs> because, <laughs> because I think that's what I love is to help people see their own power um, and say, you can be anything. You've just, you've, you've got you've to take the risk, but first they have to get healthy. 
in order to be able to do those things, uh, to have a healthy mind even. And that's where the gut brain, right, <laughs> that we talked about. So, yeah, that's my, my true mission, I guess you could say. I think yeah. it's, and I do think, I know from experience and I see it all the time, but I do, I think people don't realize how unaligned they are or how bad they actually feel until you start to yeah. like feel what it what well, what is their baseline is so off and I'm including yes. myself in that too where mm-hmm. I'm like oh no it's it's fine it's normal that my stomach and I feel nauseous every morning like that's just that's just normal right like yeah because it's not like we can compare to someone else like all we know is yeah. ourselves yeah. so yeah. yes and that is a majority of Americans right now so instead of making like vast changes it's like the first step that I tell people and I may have told you this is like First, we just have to improve your sleep. Let's just try to get you sleeping better because you're, if you're not sleeping well, you're going to be craving sugar, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's going to affect your hormones and your hormones are everything. So your cortisol is yes. going to spike. And now when cortisol spikes, your blood sugar spikes, your insulin spikes. Mm-hmm. Whenever I have trouble sleeping, I always want sugar. Whenever yeah. I can't sleep, I always want... Yeah. yeah, because you need that energy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, first you want to get people sleeping better. Then they're more. Then they start to feel a little bit better. Then they might be more open to eating healthier because now they're going to feel a little bit better. Every time you get them feeling a little bit better, they're more motivated for the next step. And that's where health coaches come in, is that they're just taking those little steps. And where where a lot of situations are going wrong is that people are doing this aggressive exercising, right? They're they're going hard with exercising. They're going restrictive with eating. Now they've just put their body in a, a catabolic state, which is broken down. It's breaking down because they're they're not eating enough to fulfill their expenditure needs, right? And now they're going to keep producing more cortisol because of that. Um, and so they're just backfiring what their ultimate goal is. And then they stop doing everything altogether uh, because it, they burned out and they got they got to a state of unhealthy. And so it's like just teaching people, just walk, you know, first, just get you walking. Let's work on your sleep. Let's work on getting your energy levels up and, and then just walk for nervous system support. But, and then we'll, and honestly, we'll then address mindset and nervous system response. Then we'll get more into exercising. But we're so used to over the years seeing the opposite diet, exercise, diet, but it's changing you know, all around, it is changing. Uh, Beachbody is a great example. <laughs> they've changed, they're changing their, because they've caught yeah. like that doesn't work anymore. People are too educated now. Um, so it's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Just like we don't really do like the, you know, the sweeteners yeah. or, not, or this like, you know, artificial sweeteners yeah. or things like that, that used to be so trendy or fat, mm-hmm. just what you were saying at the beginning of this conversation like yeah, fat-free I was the queen or of that. diet foods are not healthy for you. Mm. Yeah. No, I was I was like the queen bee of all that. And just some the other day, a lady that I had come in contact with, she was looking for something to lower her blood sugar. Uh, anyway, and we and I said, honestly, you re- it's going to come down to how you balance your meals. That's going to be the biggest change for you. And then I told her stress. And she's like, but that's the hard part. And I said, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I know, because we're what we're seeing now is supplements are becoming the new medication that they're thinking, I take the supplement, but I can still eat the same, right? And so I, that's where the education is going to have to come into play when it comes to supplements now um, and whatnot. So let me ask you, so just if I, 
um, I'm a new client and I'm interested in working with you, what, like, can you give me like your process in kind of a nutshell of how you would work with somebody that, that said like, Amy, I, I need some gut health. I like to take people through the initial consultation first, uh, simply because it goes back to what we just said, just get them feeling a little bit better, right? Without complication and to give them a chance to know me, I can do a free consultation, phone consultation. Um, I get a little feedback on their situation. I give them a little feedback on my situation as far as like, what can I offer? Because I'm not going to fit everybody's need. Mm -hmm. So typically people are like, well, I just want to lose weight. I'm not really the girl yeah. to come to. And so you try to figure, you know, so that free 20 minute phone consultation will allow somebody the opportunity um, as well as myself to see if we're a good fit, right? And I'd like to take them through the consultation just because the actual Gut Thrive in Five program, it's a commitment as we, we talked about. And I don't want anybody feeling pushed or forced or to be super excited and say yes. And they really don't know if that's what they want. And so that's a two session consultation. And we just go through those like five action steps in session one. And we finish up with the last four in session two which at the end you have nine action steps that can help you in general, just down the road. If you didn't even want to pursue the gut healing protocol, you'd at least start to, to slash inflammation, improve energy, improve digestion, improve sleep that you could always have as tools in your toolbox. Because at the end of the day, that's what health coaching should be. We're just helping you get more tools in your toolbox not in a situation where you want to have to rely on us for next, next, you know? So that's where the, I, I like to do the phone consultation, gut health initial consultation, and then decide if that's the right path. Then we just go from there. Wonderful. Oh, well, Amy, we have two more questions for you. Which we we do. ask all of our guests. So we always ask um, if you have any sort of routine, so morning routine, daily routine, um, what do you do for yourself to stay feeling good? I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, my morning routine is non-negotiable. If I have to be somewhere, I will wake up at 4 a.m. <laughs> so oh, I have so two good. hours to do this. So I wake up and I always have my lemon water and my probiotic because you should always take a probiotic 30 minutes before any food. So I do that first thing in the morning and then I get my essential oil diffuser because I'm a lover of essential oils. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I put whatever oils, I, I my favorites are lemon, grass and lavender. So I put that on and then I put a little bit in my palm and I spend as my coffee for the French press is kind of like getting ready. Um, so while it's boiling, I meditate. I don't know, I think of my meditation as more as, yeah, I guess it's connecting. It's more of a spiritual thing for me. And so it's kind of conversation, <laughs> but it's also visualization. So sometimes I envision my stomach staying calm or my body or I'll envision the lemon water going through my system. So I have a, I have like these three parts of each morning. So I meditate, visualize, whatever you wanna call it. Then when the, the coffee has to sit for five minutes, I journal and I kind of like, I do a little bit of free writing and then I write five things that I'm grateful for. And then at the end, I might write like a goal or a mindset of this is what I, 
and I actually I start out each journal with today, like today I wrote, I, today I embrace opportunity. Um, so that I kind of get my head. That has been my morning routine for about five years. Since I read the book, The Miracle Morning, it changed me and I've never stopped. And I think that's part of the healing process of my own anxiety. Um, so I can't say it's only the gut protocol, it's also that. Uh, and then I, I read. So then when I, I actually make a smoothie before I drink my coffee, because you should never have coffee, <laughs> or else at least put collagen. You taught me that too. Yes, or at least put collagen <laughs> peptides in to, but, so as I drink my smoothie, I read. And then after I do my morning reading, and once I have my coffee, as I, I, I take my time with my coffee, then I read emails, and, but my morning is slow. Like, so even if I have to be at work at 8 a.m., I will wake up at 4, 4, 4.30. If I'm working out, then I work out after all that. But I will give myself that, that morning routine because it just sets my day. Yeah. Wow. That's a, oh, love I that. love that. And I feel even more inspired because to do that. But it does make such a difference yeah. to have your morning routine. Mm -hmm. And I know personally when I don't have that or, you know, I feel so off. Yeah. And I think you've just motivated me to just wake up, just wake up a little bit earlier to get it in. <laughs> um, well, I know, well, I would definitely want to link the book that you just mentioned too. Yeah, it's um, great book. Morning. We'll link that. Um, but on, on that same note, what are you currently reading or listening to? Um, you, what's your intake? I'm actually right now? reading an old classic, uh, how to influence, how to win friends and influence people, or if it's the reverse oh, yeah, yeah. by Dale yeah. Carnegie. Yes, uh, I I tend to read books like four to five times. So I'll read books oh, okay. two times in a row. The first time around, I'll finish it. Then I'll go back and I'll reread it because I always, and then I've read books three or four years later and I see it from a whole different perspective because I'm in a different place in life. So lately I haven't even bought like new books. I'm just pulling out old ones. Um, and so this one, this is a great one. Like, I forgot a lot of what was in this book. Makes me go like, maybe I only read this book once because <laughs> I didn't remember a darn thing. But it's, it's a great one for anybody who is in business uh, or leadership roles, a must read. There's no question, even though it was, I think it was written, what, 1930s? Wow. I, I don't know, it was old. It's kind of like that Napoleon Bonaparte, How to Get Rich. It's different, but it's it's good. So it's just as relatable this day and age. Everybody needs to read it in the world right now. We might have a more <laughs> we might have a more peaceful world because it really has made me think like how to how to navigate with how to interact with people and even if I'm in a bad mood, like how to so it's I would highly recommend it. Oh, yes, we'll yeah. definitely link it. We'll yeah, definitely link. absolutely. Oh, well, thank you so yeah, much, Amy. And this guys. has been, I honestly think we could talk oh for goodness. another yes. hour. I'm so. just like, my eyes are just glued, glued to you on the screen. I just tell have to say, more, tell me I more. knew this was going to happen because I knew how much Melissa was going to love everything you said. <laughs> and that, so, but even more reason that I yes. think we might have to have another conversation in the future. Think, and yes. I would love it. 
And this will probably air, I would say, probably in December by the time this comes out. But um, everybody that's listening, please follow Amy. We're going to link all her stuff. And honestly, if there's more questions you have, you know, give us feedback, um, post on Instagram, you know, write notes, let us know because we can always have more conversations. Um, thank you. But I knew you would be amazing on this podcast and (laughs) such a wealth of knowledge. And I've learned so much. I know what I can just tell, I mean, obviously looking at you, but I'm sure the listeners can hear how passionate you are and just seeing you. you and seeing your face light up as you talk about this and, well, thank you. Um, I don't know. You are it. just such an inspiring <laughs> woman that, I mean, I just love what you're doing in the world and everything that you have done. And again, it is just so inspirational to see, you know, someone who's had success in one area and transition into success in a different area and how everything does tie together. But, you know, taking that leap and taking that risk and yeah, it's just really, it's really cool. So, so grateful. Okay. Thank you, Amy. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. Yeah, and we'll, um, Melissa, see you next time. See you across the lake. Across the lake, Meg. Bye. Bye. Bye.